Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Freddy's World. I know it's been a while you guys heard from me. I've been busy with things called life. But I'm back recording, and I got somebody here who I have known for a long time, and he is very successful. I'm just so happy he's here, so I'm just going to have him introduce himself. I mean, I'm trying to be very successful, <laughs> but, you know. Uh, this is Justin Jahangiri. Uh, some people call me Jay. Uh, I don't know. I've got a lot of nicknames out there, but uh, I'm grateful to be here today. And, um, yeah. Yeah, one like I said, I have known this guy for a year. Always fly, always looking good. The beer game is on proper, you know. It's because I'm losing hair from the top, and that's why I keep the beard. <laughs> Plus, my girlfriend likes the beard now, oh. so you know, it it you know it's it's refined, it's nice. You gotta keep you gotta keep it you gotta keep it clean though. Yeah, you gotta keep the beard clean. You know, I got just got lined up myself. Yeah. Lost the hair. You knew me when I had the curls. Yes. Yes. Some of the old pictures. Yeah. We're yeah. just we're just actually talking about the outfits, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I like I like how I've changed over time because, I mean, I still don't think I fit into my clothes that I used to wear when I was half the size. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the the baggy pants and the baggy, even the fleece. The fleece uh, zip-ups yes, in the I middle remember of the, the winter yes. where, where you drop a, uh, a black and mild would touch your fleece and we'll put a little burn mark on it. Yes, those were the Nautica fleeces, I believe, those right? Yes, yes, I had yeah, one. Yeah. Or when someone would bump into you and you could just feel it and you're like, ah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you just you know rub it off and then oh, yes. <laughs> clean it and go. Yes. So before we dive in on what you're doing now, let's just let everybody know how we met. Uh, wow. Um 18, but we were, we had to, I mean, I was 18 at the time. Yeah. I, that was, uh, that was senior year, I remember, because it was between like about Thursday and Friday night where all the chaos would start. And I'd been lying to my parents. They're like, what are you doing? I'm like, Man, I'm working on Thursday nights. And I was going out, but then they offered me a, a, an undercover position at Waterworks on Thursday nights. <laughs> yes. So I would come in Friday morning, senior year, stinking like cigarette smoke because we could smoke inside back then. Yeah. And then, you know, I'd be sneaking my drinks in the parking lot or whatever I needed to do. Yes. And I'd be completely hungover going into first hour. And they'd be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I was working a long night. <laughs> I wasn't. They paid me 25 bucks to sit there, but I'd never busted one person. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, but so that between that time, I remember we did teen nights and at Waterworks. But uh, Tropics has to definitely be the uh, stomping ground for a majority of this and a, a lot of us, right? Yes, a lot of us here in Minneapolis, which this generation don't get to experience. You know, I mean, because I started off doing undercover at Tropics before I became a bouncer, yeah. and so that was my first taste of downtown Minneapolis nightlife. You know, which got exposed to a lot of alcohol. Which I did, got exposed to a lot of drugs, which I never touched, but saw a lot, had fun with a lot of women back then. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, I absolutely. mean. Absolutely. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I was a good guy. Yes. Yeah. Yep. No, well, it, it was, uh, that's definitely one of the, I've, and the funny thing is, is I've created so many relationships based off of that scene. You usually think of that scene, you think of it as something that's completely bad, but we're all young and we're all trying to have fun, right? Yes. And it gave us a place especially to where we could go late and this state is tough to do things in the middle of winter so when we could go there until three o'clock in the morning why wouldn't you yes right keep the party going right? keep the party going then yep. you go to that louisiana perkins off yep. louisiana and exactly. say Louis Park. exactly we do that one or sometimes we'd end up at the one over in uh off of white bear yes i remember that one too yeah 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 i think there i went there with eric babcock okay. a couple times yes. okay right yes. right yeah um so I've built business relationships off of these as well. Like people have come to me and we've done business together and it's funny being able to look back like right now, thinking back yes. and just going around that 18 plus side and the circle, just making your round at mm-hmm. Tropics was, everyone knows that. The boat sitting in the corner, everyone knows that. The you beach know? chair right and there. And then only girls dancing up on the bar. Yes. And once the guy got up on there, he was getting yanked down. Everyone yes. knows that. Yeah, the beach chair. The beach yeah. chair. The beach chair. That yeah. was always my spot when I worked. I had to dance from the beach chair, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah me and Ed, we always used to fight about dancing from the beach chair. Be like, <laughs> all right, man, you bigger than me, so I'll, I'll lay off. Yeah, the beach chair. That was great. Yeah, that was, that was, that was right in the middle right there. Yeah, but good times, yeah, between there and, I mean, we get a little older, we go into Cancun and, uh, what do we have, uh, I was at Rosen's at the time, at the, at that point. Yeah, Rosen's, Cancun, what was it, Cancun, um, 
Stargate, you know oh, what I mean? Yeah, Stargate. Talk about trouble. Oh, Good thing man. they didn't have cell phones back then. Yeah, yeah. I know. Right across from the lamplighter where shit went down, man. Well, yeah, we got into it once. We had to run off to the lamplighter just to hide. Yeah. And I was like, well, you know, the, the guys at the front, they were nice people. Mm-hmm. They, they're like, you guys need to leave. Otherwise, you'll get in a little bit of trouble for what just happened. So we yeah. ran over to the lamplighter and we went in there. And that was the first time I'd seen girls behind glass. I'm like, why are they behind glass? Yeah. <laughs> what happens here? What kind of people are you inviting? Yeah. Man. Yeah. They must be pretty handsy. Man. Yeah, I remember that was my first experience at the lamplighter um, because I wasn't 21 yet. So everybody used to just sit in the car and just chug as many drinks. It was cheaper. It was cheaper. Um, Nobody really cared about DUIs during that time, which is sad, which was fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, but. I mean, but we did a lot of things that we shouldn't have done back then. Yes. Right. That, you know, like following the rules. If you're already out at that point, you're a little defiant. Right. You right. gave your parents somewhat of a headache. Yeah. I mean, I remember we were going out five nights in a row at that point. So we'd take maybe Tuesday and Wednesday off, and mm-hmm. then it was time to go again. That's that's true because it'd be like, okay, Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday, with Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You know? Yeah, Sunday. And if you really wanted to hit one more night, you could always hit. You could be at Waterworks on a Monday night or something. That, yeah. There was always something that you could navigate and do. But, and then... Obviously, when you had state state fair time, yes. <laughs> then it was morning through the night, and then you were rallying to get up in the morning and do the whole thing over, over again. again. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised our livers have not got up and walked out of our body during those times, man. I mean, I'm sure some of them tried, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, and then obviously doing other things like I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't call it dating back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, nobody was in real relationships back then, man. We were young and stupid, man. It was just like, yeah. I wouldn't say hit it and quit it, but it was like a high school relationship, like two about two weeks tops, and you're like, uh, I don't want to date you anymore. Yeah, you know? um, I mean, I saw people get, I was seeing people getting married back then, and I'm like, I mean, I don't know much about relationships at this point, but it seems kind of young when you're yeah. 22, 23 to be just going off, and I mean, I... I guess there's some boring people too. I mean, not boring, yeah. but people who are okay with like the the spectrum being small. Right? Yes. Like I like my high school sweetheart. God bless because I've got a lot more I want to like a lot more I want to see and do without hearing someone tell me I can't do it. Yeah, right? I I agree with that because I graduated with friends that are still with their high school sweets sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Kudos to them. Right. I'm not knocking them, but for me, I just wasn't ready. Right, I didn't know who I was back then. Yeah, it's like especially being a father in in my twenties. Like I couldn't mentally, I couldn't no. do it because I I'm not saying I would have been a bad dad, but I don't think I I would have been there mentally. No, you know, no, no, I'm not. I'm glad I waited till I was in my thirties to have my first kid because yeah. had I been back then, mm. I don't know. Like, there's a lot of what ifs during that time. I mean, there. It's funny because you, now we can see people out, we see younger guys out, and we kind of understand why we were the way we were back then. Yes. It's, you're, you're in a new scene, you're a guy, but being a guy, it's not, it's not easy. You know, you, you walk in and then, yeah, you can call people the old bull or, you know, you see the young line and the old yeah. line. But we just kind of let the young guys do what they want to do because they're a little they, they're just getting their bearings yes right? they don't know where they stand they're not older they're not a lot of them aren't established yet and then you know what the hell they want they're just trying to figure out how to handle two or three beers without saying too much yeah right yes so it's interesting to watch because i remember looking around i'd be like what are these old guys looking at yeah, know, why are right? they always by themselves at the table yeah and why at the end of the night is the girl I was buying drinks for leaving with the old oh, guy? Oh God, yes, they used to piss me off, man. Right. And, and 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 then I I realized it. I was like, because young guys are so thirsty. That's and, true, man. And they're hey, but I bought you this. It's like the little dog that goes and humps the stuffed animal. Yes. All we were looking for were stuffed animals nonstop, and the girls were like, okay, God, like, and I'd be, like, it didn't make sense to me, but now it does yeah. because now I'll go to the bar. Now, I've got a girl. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying before, I'll yeah. go to the bar. 
I have my beer, I'd be sitting there, whatever, with friends or whatever. And then all of a sudden, now that we're older, they, these girls would come and approach us. And some of them I'd be like, I gotta have 15 years on you. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I don't even know what music, I don't, I don't know what you like. Like, I don't do TikTok and all this, like, I don't know any of this stuff. And they'd start talking and I'd be like, it's really sweet, you know, whatever. Yeah. But that's why, because it's, there's something about a calm energy, yes. right? And then someone who's not going to be up their ass nonstop. Yes, that is true. Because right. I... Because like suckling the entire time, like no one wants that. Oh, they need some no. fucking space. Yes. Yeah. Speaking on the thirsty guys, I didn't realize how bad it was. I actually started bouncing, like when I worked at the annex when I turned twenty-one, mm. and I will see the guys buy the girls a drink, and the girl will go to the bathroom, and the guy will be waiting by the women's bathroom for the girl to come out and talk. I used to sit back and laugh and it's be like, oh, I'm like, oh my god, did I used to do this? Like I would see it, you know, and I was like. I kind of understand why now a little bit, you know, because when you're when you become a bouncer and you see guys doing stupid you, stuff you like watch that, the whole thing. you see the whole thing, like the guy that's too drunk and trying to dance with the girl yeah. and she ain't feeling it, and you just like cracking up laughing. I'm like, man, was that if I was that age, I know there were some old older guys on the back end like looking at me like, well, look at this fucking idiot right here, you yeah, know? Yeah, and I know that's what I realized. I'm like, oh, I used to do that. Ah, now makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. So I, it's not that I'm upset. I just get it. It's it's trying to you're just trying to figure out where you stand. There's a pecking yes. order with everything, right? There's a reason that they're older, and mm-hmm. you know that they can still go out and be successful with in in, in a social realm, right? Yes. So now I'm, I just I can. The thing about it is I can now pay like when I hang out with. Some clients who are older than me, maybe 15, 20 years older, mm-hmm. you can always tell who was good at navigating that scene yes. at a younger age and had their good time. Mm-hmm. And now they're just kicking back and yeah. they can appreciate where you're at going, I used to be like you. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm great with where I'm at right now, mm-hmm. but I had my fun. Yes. Right. Because you can always tell who didn't have their fun. And they hit it at an older age. Yes. Because they don't. They, <laughs> I, it's, it's strange. It's, it's really strange. It's like you held your energy in for way too long. Yes. Yeah, because like yes, we have the local bar like Pub 42. Yeah. Um, like I stopped drinking after the Super Bowl. So I'm 20, 20 days sober. Great. You know, I'm That's happy. Like, I feel good. I feel great, energy, man. Huh? Yes, the energy's there. But when I was drinking, we went to Pub 42. And I was sitting here talking to this guy. He was... He was like, yeah, we were just shooting the shit. He was like, yeah, I just divorced from my high school sweetheart for 15 years. And he never had the energy to, like, go out with his boys. We just covered two of the points. Did you see how we yes. did that? Yes. Yeah. And he, <laughs> I remember from that, from our whole conversation, dude did about eight yag bombs. And I was like, whoa. I was like, and he was like, you want a shot? I was like, I mean, I'm like, I'm not going to do a shot of yag, but I'll take something else. But he was just knocking him back, and I'm just like, headache. I'm like, well, this guy's my age. He's been in his 40s, but it's like he's been married for 15 years, and he never had that opportunity to. It's that late start. He got that late start, so now it's, it's beneficial in some way, but it's detrimental in another way if it doesn't work out. Like if he just came out of something that's major like that, like a divorce, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know how to handle yourself already, and you throw yourself into that scene, yeah. no matter what, we know that scene. That scene is what it is. Yes. And it can eat you alive. Dude, yes it can. Right. So if you give someone who's a baby, you throw them into the wild like that, and there's no grow-up stage, it's going to be kind of hard. And those are the people that mm-hmm. get themselves into trouble and all of a sudden, you know, whatever. You know, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a tough place to be. Yeah. So, yeah. And plus, at the age now, there's stuff you can't do, you know, I mean... Because I'm sure, I'm like, I'm looking at this guy, I'm like, I bet you're just going to be the guy that's going to be at the end of the bar with a bunch of 21-year-olds trying to do shot for shot. Right. right. And just walling out. And at the, at the time, since I got older, I'm, when I go out, I like to just chill and have fun. I don't yeah. need to be the drunk guy in the bar anymore. Mm-hmm. I like to go out to, like, a nice dinner. Yeah. I'm all about the company, you know. Yeah. Like, relax and have some fun, kick back. And I'm usually home by, like, midnight, 1 o'clock tops. Yeah. I get I get I get tired early. The only thing that uh, the only time I don't is, you know, this this has been a weird last year. 
Yes. It's been super strange for social people. Yes. Right? And if we're social and we got handcuffed for a while, it's only a matter of time before you figure out who's down to like kind of like quarantine together. Mm-hmm. And like you can, you know, it, it's like your little group that you know, all right, you guys aren't fucking around too much. We're not. We can hang out every now and then and have our little parties. Yeah. Right? So you figured out who you like and who you don't like during this time. Oh. I mean, some people don't like their parents. Some people don't like having their kids around that much. But the people who want to still go out and be social, you figured out who your circle is. And some, yes. some people don't have much of a circle left anymore. No. Because it's, they realized that a lot of the people in their life were bullshit. Right? Yeah, that's kind of half of Minneapolis. Right. Well, you know, <laughs> like from the, the people you meet downtown in the social settings, you know. Yeah. Some are, some could be legit, and yep. some are like bullshit, you know. Let's keep it real, you know. And I met a lot of both yeah. being in the scene in Minneapolis, you know. And I was talking to my mom about this, and I was like, if I could do it all over again, I would not have got sucked in that bar scene at all, mm-hmm. man. I would have just stayed out. And it's funny like i said i had i had high school friends that were married they see stuff on facebook with me being on lake minnetonka every fucking weekend yeah. and they're talking about man I, man i wish i had your life because you're on the boat with all these hot girls i'm like bro i'd rather have yours you could come you come home to a wife that loves you yeah it's it's there, it's like it's um it, when you when you let that be all that you've got it's it's empty at the end. Yeah. It's empty on one end. It mm-hmm. fill, fills you in one way, but eventually it just becomes a habit, right? I, I compared it to people, like, I would see, especially especially in, like, what was it, more like mansion days and whatnot. Yes. I started, I was out, you know, I was managing over at mansion, mm-hmm. and when I would go out, I was seeing the same, We, you know, we would all see the same people in different places. I'm like, this is like people congregating at a, a, a different living room every yes. every night. I'm like, hey, meet at this living room. Hey, and it's always the same, same people because you gravitate towards your same group, and you're like, we're all just hanging out in the same the same fucking place. Yes, you know, every week we just tell each other where we're going, and uh, now. Literally, people were just meeting in living rooms because everything was closed. Was closed like, yeah. like, hey, come over to my house, and then it's house parties, parties and whatnot. Which, you know, which are making a comeback nowadays. You know, because we we had we had a couple. We have had a couple house parties here, man, and yeah. had some fun. And speaking of just seeing the people in the same places, I will always call it the Scooby Doo syndrome when the background never changes. Yeah, because it's just the same people you run into and you make these connections, but. Some the of the people con- are the background. Yep. Yes, and some of the connections are not really that deep because the only thing you talk about is like, how was your what you what you been, how was week how was the work week it was cool <laughs> you want to do a shot yeah all right, right. where are we going now we going to sneaky Pete's. oh let's go to spin like the the, the conversations yeah. are like yeah I mean don't get me wrong I made I made great connections with a lot of people but some of the people they were just kind of more like seat fillers yeah of course yeah they they yeah they were. They, they filled up space, and you filled their space up, too, and mm-hmm. um, better to see faces than empty places, right? Yes. So, um, I guess uh, you we, we serve purposes for people mm-hmm. and vice versa, right? But you're not, there's, it's not – there lacks depth at that point, especially because people are fucked up on everything. And now I'm telling you, I'm still – like – I'll see it when I go out because you know I'm I'm between here and Vegas now. Yes. So it's weird. Everyone that goes out there, I, I have to take the flight there and back once a month, right? I right. Come, I go back and forth once a month. The flight there is always very interesting. The flight there is you hear people chanting and clapping their hands, and they're like, "What happens in Vegas?" Like every fucking time. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, great. It's always the flight out there that I want to have a drink on. Yeah. And finally, this last time, I got to have a drink on, on a Delta flight. And I was like, oh, finally, I don't need to listen. Like, I'll numb my brain yes. for, uh, to, these guys, to these guys. But they're partying. They're, they've been drinking or they're bringing shots to the airport or whatever. And then on the way back, people are a fucking mess. <laughs> <laughs> they, they haven't slept. They're talking about losing their money or... They're just wondering what the hell happened. They can't remember anything. Mm-hmm. It's funny. 
It's, yeah. it's really funny. It's a different vibe. Now, this is literally the only flights that I've ever taken to where I can compare visually and hearing what's going on. And yeah. I'm like, it's 100% every time. Yeah. Every, every damn time. Yeah, I remember my first Vegas. I was with a group of guys, and we were rowdy going there. And we, I, I don't, I think we went to the Hard Rock. That was my first trip in Vegas. Oh. And I was like, I got the first round. I bought like seven lemon drop shots. Oh, I didn't know this is my first time. I'm amped, like yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, that the waitress came back. She's like, she's like, that would be ninety dollars. I was like, wait, 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 what? <laughs> and that's now that and back then I remember because now they um, so Hard Rock, Hard Rock sold the Virgin right before uh, COVID hit, and mm-hmm. so they were like selling off their furniture and everything. It was actually pretty cool because you could just yeah. grab a piece of it. Oh. but they took the guitar down, and now that's in the, the Neon Light Museum. Okay, yeah, which is which is pretty cool. That's so you can dope. go there, and that's you know down down's a completely different vibe. But um, yeah, I mean you 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 definitely get it. But now it's the how like there's you know a group that gets together and. We'll throw we'll throw little house parties, themed stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like we did like a Halloween party, which nice. is cool. But we keep it to our group. Yeah, and we know that we're not. We know when when we're out, we're out. We're usually we're just doing it together. Yeah. So it's been nice. Yeah. But we all got COVID at the same time because that was, so that was like yeah we we knew one of us had it and then all the rest of us got it yeah so we all got sick. All okay. got better, and all came back together. Okay. And I'm like, hey, immunity party. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. How did how, how did that feel? That that COVID transition, oh, Jess? God, it was terrible. That okay. was it was ridiculous. It hit my girl first, and then um, I I I remember going to work, coming back. I'd done an open house, and all of a sudden, I just wanted to go to bed. And it was a Sunday. Laid down, and I I slept for like six hours. Woke up, my head was my help. My head felt like someone was stepping on it, and I'm like, and I and I had pressure in my ears, almost like someone was pressing their fingers in my eardrums, and uh, I started uh, I started getting confused over the next couple of days. Like my Mm -hmm. thoughts weren't clear. I felt really lethargic. Yeah, sucked. My energy sucked. I never got a cough. I never got a fever, but my my taste was gone. Wow. My taste left for, God, I want to say two months. Okay. Yeah. So it was, um, it, it was terrible. Uh, it took me about a month to get my energy back completely. Okay. But the rough part was about a seven to eight day window. Okay. Seven to eight day window. Okay. Seven to eight. And I'm not saying it, didn't, it, it was horrible. And I had, uh, I had the, uh, what was that, H1N1 too. And wow. it was worse than that. Wow. You know, which I drove myself to the hospital. Okay. <laughs> That's a different story. Yeah, yeah. yeah luckily, um, I have not had the case. I mean, as many parties we had here, and like I said, I didn't start wearing masks and it became mandatory, but knock on wood, but just people, if you decide to wear a mask, wear a mask. I know if there's people that want to yeah. do it, it's your life. At the end of the day, I'm not going to tell you what to do, you know? Right. You know, I've met people on both sides, yeah. and I'm like, the good thing about being around the group is that we all got sick together. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I know you got sick because you had a positive test. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we all did it together. Okay. We had our fun together. Then we had our not so fun together. Gotcha. And yeah, so it's it's been interesting though. It's definitely. I I figured out who I, even within I I figured out who I don't talk to as much anymore and gotcha. who actually there's like a genuine connection with. Yeah. Yeah, and then you know, especially for people in relationships. Yes. God. This has been trying. There, man. I, I'm seeing it from like a personal side with you know, friends and whomever, but I'm also seeing it on the business side because COVID's going to cause COVID. Uh, COVID's going to cause a lot of uh, a lot of people to file for divorce. Dude, because yeah. they find out they hate their spouse. Man, they're thinking like, why, why do, why am I doing this? And yeah. then they got the kids getting on their nerves because they're getting homeschooled mm-hmm. and. It's tough. It's tough, and I've got I've done the homeschooling too stuff too. But like, it tests people's relationships, and I know, and all like, for some, I don't think it's fair because <laughs> I don't think that parents should be trying to be with their kids this much, anyways. It's a, there's a reason that there's teachers, right? We're not yes. all teachers. We don't all want to teach. Yeah, there. Not everyone would make a good coach. Right? Hell no. Right. You can't have. Yeah. It's 
So with me, I've been I, I try to have an extra level of patience with the kids, mm-hmm. but um, it's 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 been super frustrating. So between that and hearing the amount of people who are pissed off at their at, at their significant others, I'm like, well, you, you can't be in the same space noticing because at a certain point you start noticing these small things that they do and 50 small things is going to turn into a mountain and then you're going to blow up oh man i'm just thinking some of these couple have like the smallest arguments like the guy comes in is like i left the bag of doritos on the counter and now it's gone right. what the fuck is going on right <laughs> Tasha, talk to me. You ate that bag of Doritos? Why did you put the pillows on the bed like this? I didn't know that you... Like, there's... Like, why did you move the wipes from here to here? Yes. And and at a certain point, it's just natural that one of them is going to blow up at the other one. So, it doesn't surprise me, but maybe COVID saved people a divorce headache and a hefty bill. Yeah. You know, people who weren't married yet. I mean, God bless the ones that were married and they're on their way out, but, you know... Yeah, been down that road. It's horrible. Yeah. Okay. So, so we talked about. Let's let them know because you let them know you travel from here to Vegas. Yep. So let them know what you do out there in Vegas. So I work for a brokerage, not plugging, but it's uh, uh it's the top luxury brokerage in Las Vegas right now. Okay. And it's called Lux Estates and Lifestyles. I work for a very uh, um, very great human being, and he's he's become a friend, and he's very real. He speaks out about injustices, and nice. I noticed that. Uh, I noticed that when I first went out there, I was actually going to. I, I was going to join his team prior to moving out there. I went a different route for a little bit, and then, um, yeah. So I do. Uh, I do not only luxury real estate. I, I you know, I, I help everyone yeah. that I can, as long as they're not assholes. I'll yeah. work with you. That's my condition. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> so, so I, um, between here and there. Funny story, but four of my last five buyers have been from Minnesota. So people are jumping ship. I wouldn't know why with how warm this winter's been for you guys. It's ridiculous, man. But, and also with not having anything open, people are so freaked out about, oh, they call me, is Vegas open? I'm like, yeah, it's it's open, but, you know, there's limitations, but there's still pool clubs open, there's still nightlife open. It's just a little bit more limited compared to here. It's like Mardi Gras. Yeah. You know, I I, I would come back here and I'd be like, I can't be out past, like, what's happening right now? I can't even go to the gym. Everything was shut down. Mm -hmm. And and then I heard chances, like, they're going to shut down the liquor stores. I'm like, well, if you want everyone to go crazy, you go ahead and shut the liquor stores down, too. Oh, fuck yeah, man. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you're already telling them to stay home, and they don't know if they're going to be going back to work or anything, and their kids are driving them fucking nuts, and they can't take one sip at the end of the night to kind of calm their brain. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Murder City. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, it's just, you know, it's, it's, been a, it's, been, it's been a strange transition because I moved there full-time at the end, towards the end of 2019, so I had just started getting back into it and I, I don't know most people don't know but before living he, before moving to minnesota i was in vegas for eight years yeah so i was a vegas kid i came here and i was like what the fuck are you guys doing like <laughs> i moved here in high school and i was just like i i didn't get it like drinking zimas in your parents barn and that's like i i didn't know what the hell was going on because we were busy sneaking into strip clubs when we were 14 yeah and so it it was it was a it actually that saved me because I was actually a good kid going through high school. I didn't okay. I wasn't interested in anything. I'm like, you're all are fucking boring. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know what you guys are on. This is boring. Like I could focus in on playing ball and school. Well, yeah. not so much school, but more playing ball and having fun than yeah. than anything. Yeah. So um but yeah, the Vegas the moving to Vegas was solid. Um, I love the brokerage I'm at, and I, I go back and forth. Okay, you know I go back and forth. Here was great too. I I was working with the Minnesota United for a while. Nice. Well, like right when they right when they had started up going mm-hmm. MLS, so I represented gotcha. a couple solid clients there, and I'm I'm pissing on a new tree. Nice. Yeah. Yo, well, I'm happy for you. As long as I know you, I'm glad, happy that you're doing well. Successful in my eyes from seeing where you came from and where you at now. So I mean, yeah, there's a couple of 
points that we can yeah. measure from? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, um, so let's do I know everybody knows like the good side of real estate. Yeah. Like everything. Let's talk about some of the dark side of real estate. Oh man. Um like the sto- like that story you was telling me before oh, we started recording, yeah. man. Okay, so kind of funny story. Um my uh one, I had two best friends growing up in Vegas. One of them's mom and dad were big in the uh, they were big in the school district out there. And the only reason I met them was because my uncle bought a house that uh, he was on the other side of town. I was on the east side. He moved to the west side, and he had bought a house next to my soon-to-be best friend. He was like the best man in my wedding okay. back in the day. And um, so. Long story, you know, we're, we're, we're best friends, whatever, years go by. His mom still lives there since I was in second grade, right? It's, right. Been, it's been forever. Mm-hmm. So um, I get a call, and what's happened is, is that uh, this, uh, the home's vacant next door, and there's a squatter in the house. Now, this is like my own mom calling me and say, hey, there's some fucking weirdo over here. And I need you to come help me out. But the only thing is, is I'm licensed there. So I'm a little bit handcuffed in what I can do. I still need to be a professional. I can't just go over there like McGill Gorilla and hit him in the head with the fucking yeah. bat. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Which the protective side of me would want to do that. Oh, hell get yeah. the fuck out of the house. You don't even live here. So the guy, the guy goes there and... Um, is argues with her, calls her every name under the sun, and she's you know she's she's not a spring chicken, and she's just looking at him like you're very disrespectful, and she's still high with the school district and whatnot, and mm-hmm. has done a lot for the city and whatever. So, um, he's still there, he's there, he's squatting because he figured out that if he squats there long enough, that he has rights. So if he can if wow. he can if he can be there for a certain period of time, he has rights. And then now all of a sudden he's got power, he's got running water. So he's he wow. he, he figured something out, and now he's uh, she knows everyone in the neighborhood. So she's she's telling me, and she's like, and I know he's throwing the fucking housewarming party. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, this dude wow. broke into the house, and he's throwing a housewarming party, and it's gonna fly. He's gonna have a fucking house. He's inviting people over. He invited he, like the neighbors knew about it. So this dude's gonna invite people to this party. And I'm like, you could do that. That works. But he found he found a fucking loophole. And I'm like, I, I I told her I said, I don't know what to do for you. I if he there's certain people like I heard about some other guy who's been in this other house for six months, and this was a story that was just got published. Six months he's been in the house. If he stays in it for three years in that state, he can uh, he'll get the uh, he'll get the title to the house. He can he can go and ask for title for the house because he's stayed there long enough. Wow! And I'm like, what? these people have the, it, you can't be a fucking simple person to think that far through and know that hey, if I break into this in X amount of days, this will be mine. You know some shit going yeah. into it. You just hit a rough spot, and you ended up on the street with a sign, and you're like, I'll get it back. Yeah. Right? Right. Right. <laughs> so so that, that's, you know, that's, that's something that's going on, but the thing that bothers me is, and I, I, I rolled the wave. I started, in, I started in like 2003, 2004. I was working. I was going out during that time. I mm-hmm. thought that time would never end because of the amount of like the commissions coming yes. in and whatever. I thought it was funny. I was young. I got to go out. We got to spend whatever we wanted all the time. I'm like, yeah, this is going to be the easiest life ever. And yeah. then it tanked. And so I remember my my cheapest home I sold when I got back in after like during the foreclosure time mm-hmm. was a twenty eight thousand dollar home. You can make more off of selling a car than I made during that transaction. But the thing that bothers me right now is people are waiting for that to happen again. Yeah. They're like cheering it on. They it's it's they're excited about the market crashing. I can't wait till the market crashes. I'll get such a great deal and this and that and I'll buy so many properties and all this and I'm going so you can't wait for someone to fucking lose their job or lose their life or their life to fall apart or for them to lose their home. 
and possibly these people have kids or whatever, but it's yeah. their it's their home, right? It's right. Like someone come and impound your car. Am I going to cheer for you just because I'm going to go to auction and try to buy it at, at, at like the auction at the at the police at the police station or wherever the fuck yeah. they would have that? And so it's a there's always a dark hand yeah. that's in play, right? And some people thrive during that time. It's not because they don't have a soul. It's because they're a little bit dark in that way, or they don't. They're not as emotionally complex as other, other people, people to understand yes. that people's lives are being lost, right? Yeah. Um, I I have to pay attention being in Vegas. I have to pay attention to a lot of things that happen in California because there's a lot of people who that has become so unbearable and and so expensive that they're migrating. It's called the Great Migration. They're coming from California. They're going to Nevada. They're going to Arizona. They're going to Texas. They're going to play, you know, they're going to places. Especially, I mean, Nevada. There's no state income tax. Yeah. So same with Texas. Right. So they, they can save their money going to these places. I mean, Elon ran for a reason, right? Yes. And I think Joe Rogan moved his podcast to um, to Austin, Texas, because he didn't want to pay the high taxes in California. So makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. So the, these the, those people are coming. But what, like, what I'm seeing is it's, it's causing. So we have uh, we have about five thousand people a month moving into Vegas. Damn, that's that's a contained valley. Five thousand people a month, right? Um, doesn't make any sense. They, yeah. It it's causing the craziest shortage we've ever seen. We're under a month's inventory. So like, if you have twenty five hundred homes, which is about what we have available, with two and a half million people, that's not many places to buy and sell so it's it's just it's a shit show yeah it's, it's fun winning offers but it, it's it's definitely a shit show but the thing i wanted to talk about with all of this is that it's causing a lot of instability with people losing their jobs and feeling hopeless because sometimes they're not proactive about it and they don't they're not gonna just like they're not gonna seek help they're just gonna shut down because they think their life's falling apart. I mean, watching it um, within the first uh, within the first couple of months of COVID, I think they they said that the um, suicide rate for the Bay Area was already at two hundred and seventeen percent for the year. Holy shit! Yeah, that's that, crazy that's, to me. That's fucking crazy. Crazy to me, Man. but the price per square foot there is eleven hundred dollars a square foot in in San Francisco. That's insane. Yeah, that is. You can't, you, like, this is, that you're going to get, this is going to be a million dollars. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's the highest in the country over New York, right, uh, for an average. And Mm -hmm. that's a normal home. Normal home and their property taxes are through the roof. So, my concern with all of this going in was, it wasn't, um, oh my God, people are going to lose value in their home and there's going to be a, there's going to be a crisis. I wasn't worried about that. I was lo- I was worried about the people who were losing their jobs, who couldn't afford to be in their home anymore, mm-hmm. and had nowhere to go, and were going to shut down and have that, you know, just go to a place where they feel hopeless. Because yeah. I've been down that road. It's not a good road to go down. Oh, I have too. It's not it's not a good road at all. No, it's it's a terrible road, and it's a hard one to come back from if you do. And um, I that was. So COVID killing people, but depression was the other big, the mental health thing has been huge over the past year with people feeling confined. So, um, the, uh, yeah, Uh, bottom line is there's a big influx of people out there who are just getting sick of it, tired of it. They're coming to us now and that's, you know, we're, we're talking about that whole darker side of real estate and whatnot. But for me, it's the concern of where where are people going to go? And what kind of help do they have? Because we're, the moratorium was just extended for uh, mortgage relief and for people who are renters. Yes. It's a double-edged sword. Okay. Okay. I get why they're... I think, for me personally, I think they're doing it because they're trying to help figure some type of plan out to where we don't have a big foreclosure crisis coming up. Because for some of these people, the way that their contracts are written is that at the end of the period... So if you had like a... Let's say your first six months, you were you were relieved of twelve thousand dollars, like two thousand dollars a month, or whatever, right? Yes. And then you get another six months. 
Some of them are going to owe all of that based off of the contract at the end of that time. They need to make up that entire kind amount. Of, yeah. So they make up that entire amount and then keep consistent with their payments. Wow. Who the hell is going to have, during, especially during this time, who's going to have an extra 24, like, geez, just sitting around for fun? So it's that's why the, I think to me that's why they extended it out because yeah. they're trying to avoid how much of a shit show it could turn into. So, but what happens if they don't, and then they're out? Yes. And then you've got a lot of landlords who haven't had tenants pay in over a year. So they're going to get those tenants out. Yeah, but but it's but they're still like some of, some people get into real estate not having a huge reserve. Like, I've got a rental property, I've got enough to take care of it. Now what if you are uh, you were a new investor in, in the game and then all of a sudden your tenant was just like, fuck you, I don't need to pay anymore, they're protecting me. What are you gonna do? They're protecting you. You can't do anything. You're just sitting there and then first moratorium, second, you're, you're, you're 12 months out and then you're behind on your payments. Yeah, wow. Right? Right. And they're squatting. So it sucks for more than one person what's mm -hmm. going on. And so that's why I don't, I, don't, I don't usually entertain those talks too much of I can't wait for this to happen. I understand because people got good deals back then and yeah. more people will get good deals and it's a cycle and whatever. Mm -hmm. But I don't like it when there's excitement without thinking it all the way through. That there's you're you're asking for devastation and heartbreak and families breaking apart and all of this stuff because it all goes hand in hand. True it really that. does. I mean, doing what I do and a lot of agents will agree. We we have to be therapists like 60, 70 percent of the time for people because they're already so fucking stressed out with this process, whether it's buying or selling and the memories and the this and the that. He doesn't like this, and I don't like this, and we're just trying to help calm them down and not let them get in their own heads too much. Yeah. Right? Because it's already very emotional. Correct. Now, if you're in a bad relationship, and then I got to come in, and you guys fucking hate each other, <laughs> which I've had, and then they don't want to agree, that can kill the deal too. So it's, you got to know, it, it's, it's a temperature thing, right? Right. So, Yeah. Man, and speaking, just want to touch on mental health. Yeah, um, make sure you check on your friends that's going through that. Yeah, because mental health is, is a real thing. You know, I have friends that battle it, so check on your friends. You know, who are suffering from mental health. You know? Yeah, and my advice, because I had a brush with it, I won't get too far into it. Freddie was one of the last people that saw me on that night, but um, you gotta, you gotta. If you're if you're trying if you can even sense it and you're trying to make a connection with someone who you know is even if you get the slight inkling that they're not doing well and they could go in that direction once the the the, the, the flip switches it all of a sudden gets going real fast once the you know the straw that broke the camel's back yes camel goes a thousand miles an hour at that point right yeah so um, I would say. Be very understanding and real with that person, okay? Because giving them cliche bullshit, if you're one of the last people that gets to talk to them and all you say is, oh, this too shall pass, that might be the straw because you might be that person that they thought that they could come to and give that little bit of information to mm -hmm. to be okay and to like maybe this person's got it because I, I, I don't have it anymore. Right? Yeah. I know that I'm not okay, but maybe this person will give me that little nudge in the right direction. And if you just pat them on the back and just say, ah, everything will all be all right, you know, God blessed you with another day. And you're like, I'm about to play God with myself. Yeah. That's serious. That, that so is, that's very so serious. if someone comes to you like that, even if you say, I don't know how to deal with that, I'm just really, I'm sorry that you're feeling like that, that might be enough. They just might want to vent to you and then you can, you know, see if you can find them someone else that can appropriately handle it but don't give them any bullshit it's the worst thing you can give a person in that position because it just shuts them off more they're like ha really nobody gives a fuck you just gave me like a i'm too busy response yeah right now so don't be the one that pushes them over the edge because you might not ever even know that you did it and they might just be gone and you'll be sitting there thinking but 
be conscious of it. Yeah. Um, another thing I want to touch on, because we're both big basketball fans. Oh, God. Talk about almost wanting to die. Not in a bad way. I mean, being a Bulls fan is... Yeah. This has been... This has been... Uh, it's been a rough road. It's been a rough road. It's been almost as rough a road as being a Vikings fan. Man, I just... When I see Zach Levine, man, I and I and I, I mean, I'm notorious for going on the Timberwolves Facebook post and putting that meme with the guy throwing the trash. Yep. Cause man, yeah. I wish it's like I can't be a Wolves fan because I feel that organization never fucking gets it, man. I just can't be a Wolves fan because I, when I was in Vegas. I had two buddies and my cousin. They were all Bulls fans. This was like when they were still losing mm-hmm. to the Pistons back then. And they were all, and two of them were from Chicago, my cousin and my other best friend. And they made me a Bulls fan. Yeah. Right? And so I was that, and my uncle made me a Vikings fan. And it burns my piss that he made me a Vikings fan because <laughs> it's been, that's been a longer road. But we did get blessed with a. Some fantastic years being Bulls fans. Yes. Okay. And that documentary brought me back. Oh my god, dude! I love. I watch. I love that documentary. Yeah, I'm happy. I'll just. I'll keep. I'll, every time I need to feel good, I go back to the. Yeah, documentary. I think I might watch it tonight before bed. A little yeah. bit, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's been forever since they've been good. Yeah. They've, they've been trash for a, like. D Rose gave them a good run, and I was like, oh my god, this started something good again. Yes. Nope. It was a. It's been a, a long few years, but. The team that I'm seeing now, they're they're so young. The average age is really low. I mean, I think it was like the the, the their oldest is like 25. 25, or yes. Yeah, yeah. That's that's fun. And Zach, yeah, thank thank you, Minnesota, for uh, shipping your trash out because it, uh, one man's trash is another man another team's treasure. I and, guess. And it was like when that trade came, I was like. Give up Wiggins, don't give up. Yes. I'm like, give up Wiggins, don't give up Zach, even though he's coming from the ACL. And I put in that Timberwolves show, I'm like, Zach is going to be a bigger star than Wiggins. There's some people, see, Minnesota Timberwolves, they don't know basketball. He was, you could tell by, you could tell just by his confidence level and his work ethic. Even when Wiggins did well, he looked like he was like, yeah, yeah, this is cool. I don't know what I'm doing later. Like, he always seemed kind of checked out. He was yeah. never really pumped up. And even now, you don't see him. Like, no. this is the most alive I've ever seen him when he when Curry's up in his face. Yeah. But he needed to be in. He needed to be there to come alive. Come on, like yeah. you were the you were you were the guy here. Yeah, but, and, I, and yeah. I understand why Butler got him and Towns out because I think Towns is soft. I, I'm I think Towns has no lateral movement for for the like his defensive movement side to side is. He looks like he's stuck on his heels. Yeah. Yeah, the D'Lo trade has not helped. Let's keep it real. D'Lo's no. been fucking injured. Yeah, and it that wasn't the missing piece. <laughs> no, hell that, no, the missing piece is them sending a couple people out and getting a new in. And you know they did let go of Zach, who's killing everyone. Dude. He's not, and he's doing it with a smile, and he's doing it with that, with with class. He's yes. not, and it's and it's not heard of right now. So the fact that he got voted in, I was gonna, I I was gonna be, I wasn't even gonna watch the All Star game if they didn't yeah. let him in this year. Yeah, he deserved it, man. I'm glad they let Booker in, too, for replace Anthony yeah. Davis because that guy's been killing it for Phoenix, dude, and he doesn't get the oh, respect, he's dude. A, he's, he doesn't get he's, the respect. It's because he, he, he does it effortlessly. effortlessly. Yes. Yeah, he's a, he's a crazy one to watch and because he could hit 50 on you and dude, it could just seem like a normal night. And I'd rather have him than D'Angelo Russell. I was like, Wolves, go get oh, Booker. Not, I, like, I mean, the size alone, right? Yeah. I was like, fuck D'Angelo, go get Booker. Yeah. Go fuck Russell. He, I don't think Russell's that good. Just go get Booker. You know? So like la- the last thing on like obviously we 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 love the old days, but Pat Williams is the real deal. Yes, at nineteen, Teen, yes. this kid's the same size as LeBron, same size as Kawhi, and he plays big. And he and he's finishing. He's knocking people over. Yes, I'm like this. And his jumper, he he shoots like an old school guy. He shoots high, releases high, and he's. He's got a legit jumper, so he as long as he can stay healthy. Yes, watch this kid over the next couple. Dude, of years. he's going to. I'm excited to watch his development. Yeah, man. they just better not let go of Zach. 
No. I keep hearing him on the trading block. I'm like, why don't why? you? You yeah. know, you can't build around 30 points a game and six yeah. or seven assists and like a yeah. few steals. That's crazy to me. Yeah, another of my favorite team, which I've been saying about this team for like five years, like I love watching the Nuggets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when Murray was up for the draft, like, Timberwolves, get Murray, get Murray. Murray's a beast. They got somebody else. I was like, this is why I don't like your organization. He's like if Derek Fisher was, like, five inches taller. Yeah. He just punishes people. It's it's fun to watch because he'll dunk on you, too. Like, yeah. It's, it, they're a great organization to watch. Like, And I remember um, I've made a post in the Timberwolves. I was like, I'd rather have Jokic than Cat Williams. Um, Towns. Me, too. And, and people are like, no, oh, I mean – like I said, Minnesota Timberwolves fans don't know basketball. Then some fans got it. Like, yeah, Jokic is. Jokic is the. He's he's a, he's just a silent killer on yes. you. Yeah, and he plays smart. He plays smart around the basket. I like his footwork. He plays smart. And when he shoots, he's shooting with confidence. Ooh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's what the Minnesota organization like. Confidence from the coaching, for getting Saunders out, who I just feel got that job because of his last name. I didn't think he was that great of a head coach. Yeah. Then the new guy. Funny story. Quick on that, on the Saunders thing. I, I just, uh, when I saw he got let go, I was like, you know, that sucks for anybody to get yeah. let go. But um, you remember uh, remember uh, Brandon Johnson? Yes. Okay. We we're, we were either at Maple Grove or Plymouth. Uh-huh. And the Saunders, he's young. He comes in. He's, you know, I can tell he's got a little chip on his yes. shoulder. And oh, I'm like, good code. My dad's a coach and whatever. And I'm like, oh, cool. Like, he's. He's talking, but he's confident. That's great. Yeah. And I just I check the ball in. Ball comes back to me, and I just nod up. And, I, and I'm and i looking at Brandon. He goes – he fakes to the wing, and then he goes back door. I threw it up. And I don't remember – you guys remember, Brandon's vert was like over 50 inches. You're 50, yeah, I do have mad He had vert, a crazy yeah. vert. So next thing he knows is uh, he's, he's looking up, and he had grabbed the oop from like top left corner and dunked it two hands – on top of Saunders and his legs wrapped around him. And I was like, well, that's a nice way to start the game. <laughs> yeah, and that, that was he, – he he worked him that game. Yeah. He worked him. He didn't know what he was getting into. Yeah. Yeah. Brandon was a fucking crazy yeah. athlete. Shout out to Brandon. I haven't seen him in years. Man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to tag him in this. Yeah. I'm going to tag you. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, we're about to wrap this up. So, any shout outs you want to give real quick or no, – I want to shout out to you. Thanks for having me on. It's been – I know we were talking about this for a while and then – all this craziness hit and yes. whatever, and I, I hope everyone stays safe out there. Don't cheer for the market to crash. But if you want to move to Vegas, uh, you know who to hit up. Yeah, and I still got to get you one of these hats. I yes. don't know if you wanted the gray or the black, but we'll talk. I'll about talk it. to yeah. I gotta. I still got to get some merch made for my podcast. So I'm yeah, still working do. on that, man. I yeah, mean, yeah. I'll rock it. Oh, thank you. I'll rock that too, man. I like that hat, yep. bro. I like yep. the hat. Um, All right. I'm gonna give some shout outs real quick. Um. If you guys need a safe way to travel in Minneapolis, check out my guy Tony Goals there. We did a episode with him not too long, a couple months ago. Especially for the ladies, you always get the same driver. He'll help you at the airport. You don't have to worry about your phone being missed. If you leave his phone in the car, he'll return it back to you. Call Tony Goals there and listen to my episode or go on his website, Tony Goals there. Also, just give a shout out to my mom. Just everybody that's been supporting my podcast. Thank you. And shout out to God, you know, because without him, mm-hmm. None of this would be possible, and just everybody stay safe. And also, the George Floyd trial is coming up next month, so please don't do nothing stupid. It's going to be a very crazy time here in Minneapolis. Yeah, stay safe. Stay safe, and remember, we're humans, not animals. Correct. So please stay safe and don't do nothing stupid. You got other people who care about you, too. Yes. And I'm going to end it on that note. Everybody have a great Thursday. Have a good night, everybody.